right, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tall Hungry Girl Talks. You're probably thinking, that voice sounds familiar, but it doesn't sound like the one I was expecting to hear. Well, you're right. Today, we are turning the tables. This is your girl, Gina, one of Tahira's great, great friends. Um, I've appeared on the podcast before, but today, instead of her interviewing me, I have the opportunity to fulfill my Oprah Winfrey dream, and I get to interview her. So today, it's just Advertise Hungry Girl Talks, interviewing Talk Hungry Girl. Welcome to my podcast, Tahira. <laughs> that was quite the introduction. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing lovely. <laughs> Great. I'm really excited for this opportunity. Um, I think that you know, having been on your podcast and when people listen and so many people always ask me about it. And I think this is just a really good opportunity for your, your listeners to get to know a lot more about you. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to interview you. <laughs> yes. Well, th thank you for interviewing me. Yeah. Um, hopefully you guys can't hear in the background, Jack making a bunch of noise. He doesn't he doesn't like to really care about no. the interview. No, he, do, he doesn't care. He's like, you're not petting me. So I don't really care. <laughs> he does not care about Miss Tahira. No. All right. Mm -mm. So, so I think in um, an earlier podcast I shared, we talked about how we met at a party. You know, I fell in love with you right away. <laughs> and, you know, Tahira and I have been friends for, I think, 13 years, maybe a little bit more. I don't know. But when we first met, it really was love at first sight. I really did just like love her. And I would always talk about her, you know, my friend Tahira. And then I had a birthday party and my, some of my other friends met Tahira and they were like, oh, wow, that's Tahira. We expected her to look different. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> They just weren't expecting this tall blonde from Tillamook, Oregon named Tahira, you know? So it had me thinking, so your parents had Ian and Maya, and then they said, you know what? <laughs> this is a unique child we have here. We're going with Tahira. <laughs> so do you know how they came up with your name? Where did it come from? What does it mean? Tell me about Tahira. <laughs> so, uh, the name I was I was destined for uniqueness from birth. I think anyone with that name, um, but it's particularly significant because I was raised. Um, my dad is Baha'i, and if you don't know what that is, Google it. I don't have time to explain it right now. <laughs> and my mom is Methodist, and so that's significant because in my dad's faith. Um, Tahira means the pure one. I, I was named after a woman who took off her veil in representation of women's rights and she was ultimately executed for it. So it's a power name and there's actually like an Institute of Peace in DC and I think there's another center somewhere in the country. So she was a poet. She was a writer, much like myself. Mm -hmm. I'm also a writer and, but she was just this powerful figure in my dad's um, religion. And I think that I feel like they almost manifested the trajectory of my life mm -hmm. by naming me Tahira, which is pronounced Tahere. Um, but yeah, so, you know, they, they anglicized it by changing it to Tahira. I think so people in Tillamook, Oregon could pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I really like my dad will always say like, you know, channel Tahere, channel your namesake anytime I'm doing something challenging. So yeah. So that is where they did a lot of research to come up with my name and make me different. And it sure did. (laughs) Oh, that's super special. That makes me feel like I need to take a, a, a different stance when people are like, why is her name to here? I'll be like, I'm not be like, why not? <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So other than people expecting you to look differently than you do, yes. um, what other common misconceptions do people have about you? Um, I think people always think I'm nice. and she will cuss you out (laughs) (laughs) and and I think that there is a difference between being nice and being kind I would describe myself as being kind I don't know that I would describe myself as being nice like I think that you know growing up in a family of six people four children there was no nice yeah. <laughs> you had to fight for everything. And and especially in my family with two boys, you know. And so I like I think people see, you know, just obviously like we are the sum of our experiences. So you see like a tall, blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl and you just assume that I won't cuss your ass out. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not the correct assumption, trust me. (laughs) And so I think that it's always been interesting navigating with the name like Tahira in my body and then, you know, having a diverse array of friends and people making drastic misconceptions about you. Um, And then, you know, they're usually, they usually learn. (laughs) Yeah. When I think about nice and kind, I think that kind is probably healthier, a healthier space yeah. to be nice, you know. Um, I'm working on not being as nice. I know I'm a nice person, but that usually comes with like people pleasing, right? Like yes. you're nice because you care so much about making other people happy, but kind people just do what's right. Yeah. And so I think that it it's a healthier space to be. Yes. No, yeah. exactly. And and two, I think I'm very empathetic. Um I think Dave Chappelle's mom like told him, um, like act like a wolf so you can be the lamb that you really are. And I feel like I am like very empathetic and sensitive. And so it's like, you almost have to have a protective barrier around yourself to make sure that you don't take in, you know, everything. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's just to protect yourself. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So on to the podcast. People ask me all the time about your podcast, how you got into it. Oh, is this just a hobby? You do just do this for fun. And I'm always like, um, no, she was actually planning on becoming the next Barbara Walters. (laughs) That was part of her plan. And then I think one of the reasons why people approach you and I think me about this podcast is because it does seem like effortless for you, right? Like we're on here and you're interviewing people. And I think that it seems like you're doing such a great job. So you must have just thought of this. They don't know that you actually went to school for journalism. Like you, this was your dream. This is what you wanted to do, right? Yeah. What about what in your upbringing or what about journalism really appealed to you and made you decide to go to school for it? Um, so I had always been like a storyteller. I always wanted to tell like the, the unknown stories and, and be kind of, 
and I don't think journalists are necessarily supposed to be anyone's advocate, but -hmm. I think that they're supposed to highlight stories that may otherwise go untold. And so that always really, really excited me because I did live in a small town where our stories were untold. And, and I felt like we, it was very isolated and really it seemed like a lot of the things that were happening in the world we were disconnected from. Um, and so I went to, I went to CNN, my mom is from Atlanta and they had like, you know, we were walking through and stuff like that. And they had like, Oh, try to be a reporter or something. And, and so there's an on-air presentation and I was like, this is what I'm doing. (laughs) And so I went to school for broadcast journalism and, Got a job at the News Hour um, as an assistant to Judy Woodruff and Ray Suarez, and was like pretty set on like being a news reporter. And I think just you know an evolution of events of you know the salary combined with like a changing market. But I always wanted to tell stories and tell other people's stories um, and make an impact. My dad always told me like do what you love and the money will follow. Well, I I was trying to do what I love. The (laughs) money didn't necessarily follow (laughs) with journalism. And so it was important for me to like stay in it somehow. And I feel like my podcast is the way that I've like stayed in it. Yeah. Even going back to like you talking about how you came from this really small town in Oregon and there were so many untold stories and you wanted to share stories, but your perspective and your stance on things is not of a small town home girl, a small hometown girl. Um, Even, you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but I remember to hear when she shared with me that she like spent some time studying in Ghana. And then when she got stuck there and I was like, what were you doing there? She was like, it was an opportunity and I just wanted to go. But that, like, where do you think that comes from? Like, you definitely, you know, people watch your, um, your Instagram and listen to you. Your perspective and your, your viewpoint is not one that one might expect. Um, so where do you think that comes from? I think that I was lucky that I have very worldly parents. Like, mm-hmm. my, um, my mom is originally from Georgia. So although I was living in, like, an isolated town, she, like, when she was in college, she went to Europe and then had a car. She bought a car in Europe and drove all around Europe, just like exploring, like no big deal. And my dad, you know, he, he was in the military. He was drafted into Vietnam. And so from that, he had a lot of like more worldly experiences. And two, I think I was just born wild. (laughs) I really don't, I don't know that. And I think that I had parents that did not try to tame my wild. I mean, they tried to control my behavior so I wouldn't be like a deviant Mm -hmm. (laughs) in high school. But when I told them like, I'm going to Ghana, I didn't ask. I just told them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just found out a few weeks ago, I was like asking my mom because she helped pay for it. And I said, how did, what did you like, what did you use to pay for it? And she actually sold her life insurance policy so I could go to Ghana. And so like they, they never tried to tame my wild and, and never said like, oh, you can't go too far because we'll miss you. They always were, they knew my spirit. I mean, they gave me my name. (laughs) They wrote my destiny. And so I think that that is, you know, that's, that's just, 
Yeah. yeah. We were like, we did this, so let's just own it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Very, very cool. Uh -huh. So with that perspective, and you mentioned how, you know, wanting to be a journalist and be on TV, be a broadcast journalist and your work when you got here making no money. Um, yes, none, none. Um, and so, you know, your career took you in other paths, but you still had this like desire in you to share the news and to tell people stories. So I guess for me, when you came to me and talked about a podcast and it could just be because I'm like, I didn't even know what podcasts were. Like, how did you choose? Like, why, why the podcast? And when you initially decided to create it, what were you hoping to accomplish? So I think it was kind of serendipitous because I had already started like, like a decade ago, I had started a blog called tall hungry girl. And then, um, I went to South Africa on this, like kind of eat, pray, love type theme trip. And one of the girls that I was there with was like, you need to like start a brand like this. You need to start your website and like make this a more formalized process. And I met a girl through a co-working space in DC and she was like, Hey, there is a podcast um, studio that is doing women's month. And I know that you have this brand that you're trying to launch. You need to, you need to check them out. Like maybe you should do a podcast as another element of your brand. And when I did it, it felt like, I don't know. It felt like, I don't, the sun was just like rising. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> yes. I, afterwards, I was like on this euphoric high for several hours, maybe even like a day. And I was like, I'm, I miss doing this because I felt like we were talking about something that, that was super important to us, but I knew that it would be important to other people, like setting boundaries and stuff like that. I think it's something that literally everyone in life struggles with. Um, and so I, I got excited about the ability to make an impact, to be able to, re to relate to other people, but to be able to impact, especially with women, because I can most relate to a woman's point of view and a woman's perspective. And so I think just being able to like maybe change someone's behavior for the better or even mindset to make their day better is what got me excited to do a podcast. And that's what you were hoping to accomplish? Yes. Yeah. So after a year and a half of doing it, have you had, has that shifted? No, but I think I've realized that making an impact in your sphere of influence, um, is just as important as like reaching the masses. And I think, you know, at first I was casting like a very wide net and now I realize kind of what gets me motivated, what gets me moving and then what people are receptive to as well. So yeah. Okay. So with that, I know that um, initially when you started, we would just be having conversations and you'd be like, oh, let's do a podcast. <laughs> <But> <laughs> over time, that shifted. And so how are you choosing your topics these days? Like, how do you know what to podcast about? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to exhaust you as, you know, a guest <laughs> host. <laughs> I know. So I know I, you're, you're, a, you're a busy woman. Um, I've tried to do things that are relevant to the times that we're in now and what I felt like people needed. Um, like I did one with, you know, a neuroscientist to talk about, um, you know, how trauma impacts 
our body and, you know, the physical manifestation and how it causes dis-ease. And I felt like that's what we're going through right now. And then I, you know, the podcast on resilience was the same thing. And then I did um, one talking about like journalism and the direction that that's gone and how to be a more conscious and intelligent consumer. So I think I've tried to make them relevant to what is happening right now in the world and something that like people need that I feel like people would need and be receptive to. So ways to help them cope with what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. Because 2020 is something. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So Tahira. Yes, um, Gina. <laughs> we've been talking about this podcast and about you in journalism. And I still believe that like it was definitely a super courageous move for you to just decide I'm just going to do a podcast like you know, for me, I'd be like, my friends like to talk to me, but maybe other people don't want to hear what I have to say, but you didn't care, you know? (laughs) And I think as long as I've known you, I feel like you've exuded like courage and confidence in your career and like aspects of your professional life. I mean, it's from standing up for yourself and for what you believe is right (laughs) all the time. Um, (laughs) Leaving a job that no longer made you happy, always advocating for yourself. So like professionally, I know when I see you, like it is strength, it is courage. It's like super confident. This is what I'm going to do. There are other aspects of your life where not so much. So what's one area that you don't feel as brave and as confident in? Um, Probably relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I would say relationships. I think that like, um, but I think that it also like, per, per, I think my, I've been able to kind of get my, confidence actually through having this podcast Mm -hmm. and, and not just with relationships, but within my professional life, because I, I was like, okay, if I don't fall in love with myself, how will anyone else do that? And so I think I've spent like the last year trying to fall in love with myself. And I know that it sounds super corny, but but it's, (laughs) but it's true. Like, why, like, you know, it's like when you see a picture of yourself 10 years ago and you're like, damn, I was fly. And I'm like, there's, I did not appreciate that. Yes, I, didn't, I didn't appreciate it. And two, I keep reminding myself, like, happiness is now. Mm-hmm. There is no thing that will bring that unless it is now. Yeah. So everything's a phase, all feelings, yes. all emotions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think. Yeah. Relationships are probably like a weak point for me, but I do, I, I, I believe in destiny. And I think that I was delivered to this point. So I, it would force me to grow, Mm -hmm. to be ready for whatever that next step is. So what, what is one thing that you're afraid of? My parents dying. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what we're all afraid of, right? Because yeah. I think um, they're, you know, I they're my like biggest cheerleaders. They're my, I couldn't stand them when I was younger, but they're, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you yeah. see, yeah, you see. And I think too, it, it forces you to think about your own mortality. I think it puts things like in perspective. Yeah. So. And especially with all that's been going on in this unpredictable year. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yes. You like, 
even though, you know, I went down to Georgia, I love my mom, but I could tell we were starting to get on each other's nerves. And I just had to remind myself, like, you know, your parents aren't here forever. And so I do try to like value the feedback that they give me. And I'm like, damn, you guys were always right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. One day you, you'll want to hear her yelling at you. So let's just appreciate it and take it all in. Yeah. Yes. And telling me that I cook something wrong, even though you always tell me that I cook better than you. Okay, that's, that's what they're there for. Yes. Right? Contradict themselves. Yes. <laughs> uh, and you have to deal with it. So. So of all of the accomplishments in your life, what are you most proud of? Man, that's a hard one. I would probably say that they're split. Like professionally, I have accomplishments and then there are some personal accomplishments. Professionally, though, I am uh, most proud of the work that I did when I worked at a production company. Um, We did interactives um, and exhibits for museums, um, presidential libraries, um, Monterey Bay Aquarium. And I did uh, an exhibit or I worked on an exhibit for a year called Nazi propaganda state of deception. It was at the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum for several years and then traveled around the world. Um, And then I did an exhibit at the Jimmy Carter Library and Museum. And it was awesome to work on an exhibit of such an amazing man and all the the difference that he's made in the world. So I think going back to that storytelling, to be able to tell you know, these really um, important stories of history. Um, And then I would say also um, some of the articles that I've written, um, I'm really proud of of them. Um, Particularly, I worked for a publication called the Credit Union Times, and I featured a lot of uh, women to watch. Um, It was the name of the column that I wrote and just learning and telling the stories of so many amazing women and highlighting their achievements. Um, personally moving to DC because I didn't know anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, but I almost feel like that was so traumatic that I'm scared to move somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, I'm proud of that accomplishment, but I have a little PTSD because I literally had never been here. Didn't know anyone. It's not too traumatic because you stay trying to go. I know. (laughs) I do. She's like, yeah, so I think I'm going to move to LA. I think I'm going to move to Germany. I think I'm going to move here. I'm like, what the? Girl, go visit and come back home. <laughs> it's been 14 years. This it's like I just I just don't feel like I'm I'm gonna be here forever. I'm just gonna move and I'm like, oh guys. <laughs> Dina never <laughs> believes me. It's hilarious. I think like, I might have got emotional and excited the first time when I thought you were really leaving and I was like, what am I gonna do? But then I was like <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> this chick is here and it's a year later. Exactly. It's her, it's like when she says she's going away. She's like, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, get away for a while. I'll be gone for a month. A week later, she's like, text me. So I'm coming back early. <laughs> I'm over this place. I'm like, come on home, boo. <laughs> we, we waiting for you. Exactly. And, okay. So you said you're one of the things you're proud of. Oh, yes. You and then move. Yes. And then probably like studying abroad in Ghana, because like as a girl from Tillamook and, you know, there's 5,000 people there, you know, I didn't really have any nervousness. I think naivete is Mm -hmm. just such a beautiful thing. Mm 
<laughs> because there's no fear that there, you know, you look just at everything with rose colored glasses thinking that it's all going to work out. And it does, but you know, some shit is going to happen along the way. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but that was like definitely life changing. And I think like it made me realize my own strength. Like you can, you can survive. Um, and, and I think everyone should go to a place where they are the other, mm. you know, cause not Ghana is 99 point, I don't know, 9% black. And so I think it's so great to be able to experience what it feels like to be the other, to be like the only white person. And, and then it, you develop the capacity for empathy on just a whole new level. So, yeah. And, you know, I, I know you were really given an opportunity to develop a lot because <laughs> she had quite the experience when she was there. I remember you telling me that the airline you flew on, not only did you get sick, the airline went bankrupt. So then you were stuck. <laughs> yeah. Ghana Airways. I'm, I, any of my Ghanaian friends out there know exactly what I'm talking about. That that airline went out of business and I got stuck in the country and I ended up staying with um, some friends uh, that lived in Ghana for two weeks. But it was amazing because they had a chef and <laughs> they had air conditioning and they had hot water and it, and the it was food was the good. Part of your trip. Yes, it was. <laughs> I was like, oh, this food is good. <laughs> I can stay here for a while. Aww. Okay. Well, well, in the spirit of reflection, today on your Instagram, you posted a really sweet picture of your grandmother and you when you were a little girl. Um, so it made me think, because I, I saw your face. You you post, you do a lot of throwbacks. And some of them make me laugh. You know, I'm looking at your hair. and But I can always, you always have the same face. Even in this baby picture, your mouth and your nose, I'm like, there she is. Uh -huh. If you can go back and talk to this little girl, what would you say to her? What pep talk would you give her to prepare her for the next like 30 something years of her life? Um, I would say that kind of the advice that I gave earlier, that happiness is now. There is no mountaintop, that no thing will make you happy. Um, you may feel a sense of accomplishment, but I think that the, the present is when you find like happiness mm -hmm. and, um, and then why not you? That's real. That's and yeah, I think because in high school, I did not get good grades at all. I had like a lot of trouble, like paying attention to class and so when I applied for college, you know, I've talked about before how I didn't get in. And so I think it gave me like an underdog complex that carried on into like the beginning of like my, my professional career. And so I, I often shied away from any leadership position because of that. And now like, I always said, I do not want to be in a leadership position. And as the universe would have it, I got thrown into a leadership position, <laughs> not of my own asking, but the asking of me. And, and it was almost, I think the, you know, the universe being like, well, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> why not you? Why not you? Boo? Yeah. yeah. And so, and through that, I've learned a lot, but I think that it's like, I have counted myself out. Like I always wanted to work for the Obama foundation and for Obama in general. 
And I've always, I've just been too nervous to like apply like, Oh, like I don't have the experience and stuff like that. And it's like, well, why not you? Mm -hmm. You know, you know how I feel, you know, you know, my friend, you know, Shakira, that's what she goes by. Like why bet, bet against yourself? Yeah. There's a 50, 50 chance and sometimes more in your favor because of your skill set. Why would you bet against yourself? Like, yeah. 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 And so I think this year of discovery is like, why not you? And so that has been part of like the podcast. Like, why not you? Look at all these people that are doing it. Why not you? Like, wh why? Why? Oh, okay. Why? Life's motto. We have a new tagline. <laughs> we sure do, girl. <laughs> and then also my, th my last piece of advice is, girl, you fly. Like, why, <laughs> why do you think you need to lose five more pounds? <laughs> I know all the women listening to this right now can relate to that. Like oh, you don't yes. need to listen. You don't need to lose five more pounds. Just, you don't. Just appreciate yourself. Just buy bigger jeans. Right <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you could be fly at any size. The yes. Yeah. The end. The end. So before we get to my favorite part of the conclusioning, we do have a lightning round coming up. Okay, Tahira, I have 10 random questions for you. They are very random. The last one is the most important. It starts off light and then it gets more pressure. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Ready? <laughs> what is your middle name? Loren. What is your sign? Cancer. What's one talent that you wish you had? Sing. Oh, what are three things? Oh, no, actually dance. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, I was like, she knows she wish she could dance. Okay. <laughs> like Beyonce, not like. <laughs> yeah, just like Beyonce. We'll yes. See. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, what are three things that are currently stressing you out? The election, um, getting Corona, mm -hmm. and my laziness around cooking food because I used to cook all the time <laughs> and now I just don't have the time. Nor Actually, I have all the time. I just don't have the energy. Okay. Name one positive thing that has come out of this COVID-19 experience. Um, mm, paid off my credit cards. Okay, win, silver lining, make yes. it lemonade, girl, make it lemonade. Yes. Um, <laughs> what is another career you'd love to have? Oh, I want to be um, like a climate scientist, but I was shit at math. <laughs> so random. <laughs> I take it you've given this some thought. Let me tell you, when I was writing these questions, that was the furthest thing. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I used to want to be an entomologist when I was younger. I was going to save the rainforest. Okay. I still may do it. You never know. Because why not me? Why okay. not you? Okay. All right. Who is one person you admire? Michelle Obama. What is one principle you live by? Um, oh, I, honesty. I try to be honest. What is an unpopular opinion of yours? Um, that this democracy that we're living in sucks. <laughs> Capitalism is for the birds. All right. Last question. Who, most important one, who is your favorite friend? I'm kidding. <laughs> A second. You don't have to answer that one. <laughs> I'm not trying to start no drama because we all know who it is. <laughs> You're so crazy. 
anyways, I just, now we really get to conclusion. So in conclusioning, I would just like to say thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. I hope I made you proud because I really did try to prepare and think about how to- She sure did. Interview go. Um, and to your listeners, I hope you enjoyed listening to me interview our tall, hungry girl. But since I got to start the podcast, I will let our guest of honor and our main woman take us out. <laughs> Thank you, Gina. Um, this was fun. It is very different on the other side. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, I have to be very thoughtful about your answers and I'm, yeah, used, used to just asking the questions. So thank you so much for entertaining me and <laughs> <laughs> doing this, mm-hmm. um, entertaining the request saying yes. Um, so like you said, in conclusioning, <laughs> that is all. You can find me at tallhungrygirl.com. Um, follow me on Instagram at tallhungrygirl and then follow my podcast um, anywhere where you listen to your podcast, Tall Hungry Girl Talks. Thank you. Thank you. Ambod. Ambod. Ambod.